Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. Alexis Innocent this morning, American Red Cross Blood Service is our uh, topic. And uh, Alexis, good morning. Happy New Year. Hey, good morning. Last time I saw you was right before the holidays. And now I see you after the holidays. Yes. And I, I hope you had a nice holiday. And a I did. Year. How about you? you good? <sighs> the kids. You know, yeah. it's a lot. But I, I will say that we had a good, nice holiday season. It was nice to And I, we have some time off together now. So it's nice to reconnect and to take it easy and to prepare for this weather we've got coming up. That is what I thought we would start off with because... This is something that we always talk about and a thing that you're always concerned about this time of year yes. is I may be signed up to go a couple weeks from now to, yeah. a, to a blood drive. Yeah. Yay for me if I've signed up to do that kind of thing. That's right. But then the weather comes. Yes. And that creates a problem for the American Red Cross. It sure does. You know, I think, uh, what was it, last year? I think uh, we had our plea out. We might be gearing up for one coming up soon here. I got our inventory report this morning. And we, um, through Thanksgiving, we had been running low on O's, O negative, O positive, and B negative. And the inventory report this week is looking a little bleak. We've got some more blood types that are on that list, um, some more Bs, some As, which is always really tough. So um, making sure that we are out in the community, that we are uh, avoiding or, you know, having folks come out and join us when they're eligible, as soon as their, their you mm-hmm. know, their uh, event comes up, um, t- to not wait if possible, to make sure that we stay ahead of any inclement weather that we're going to ex- be experiencing, not only locally, but also regionally. So... You know, we have the storm coming up on uh, Saturday, potentially, right, which will affect our ability potentially to collect on Saturday in our western area. So, you know, if uh, uh, Fredericksburg is not affected or if any of our other blood drives that are running through the uh, eastern half of the state are not affected, you know, it's important to be able to collect there so that way we can distribute and make sure that all of our hospitals have all the blood that they need to get through these inclement weather challenges. And that's what the, 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 the problem problem is this time of year it just it's yes like you said it's 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 low anyway and then you start having cancellations yes. because of the weather and yes. uh, that's a problem the, uh, there's a reason why january is national blood donor month you know because this is this month is our highest need time this is the hardest month for us as blood collectors to ensure that we meet the need and for all of the reasons that you just talked about not to mention the fact that we are in the middle of a really heavy cold and flu season mm-hmm. uh started pretty early this year so and it was a little bit um you know not unpredictable but it was a little unusual in that usually around october november december maybe into january that's when we can really start thinking about flu season but we've had you know flu and uh, covid even through september even through the summer months so it's not going away and it's not really uh, demonstrating the same kind of trajectory that it it usually has but uh, we are in the winter season now people the flu and cold are going around so that takes out a lot of our healthy donors so it makes it and you know most of our healthy people who do make the time and do schedule their appointments you know they wake up feeling crummy and so they got to cancel that appointment so um, I definitely recommend 
downloading the app is a great resource and great tool. Definitely um, keep posted on redcrossblood.org. It's a great place to see where all of our local blood drives are, if there's availability. And, you know, this is the time of the season. This is a time of the year where I will say walk-ins are welcome. If you see a, uh, an appointment that's available, yeah. we love to have our same-day walk-ins is what I like to call them. Check the schedule. See if there's availability. If you can swing by and donate that pint of blood, we sure would be gracious uh, to accept it. So definitely come out and join us. Alexis, I have seen some. I, I hear every week of somebody here or there who's got COVID or they have the flu. Mm-hmm. And it really is. It really is out there. The other thing I thought of just now when you, you, you were talking, there probably are a lot of cases where people put off some kind of elective surgeries over the holidays. That's right. right. And and with it being January, um, this usually is the beginning of their new coverage period, right? Right. So they might have uh, met their maximum last year. So they probably wanted to postpone or wait until their coverage, you know, kicked over this year, or Mm -hmm. maybe they've signed up for new insurance this year. So a lot of folks are um, having those elective surgeries. I know my folks are getting some eye surgeries coming up. You know, that's not something that they were going to need blood Mm -hmm. for, but you know, it's just a good example of how, you know, trying to get all those things in at the beginning of the year so you can kind of get set. And especially, um, you know, in preparation for summer, you want to travel in the summer. So you could try to get all your stuff done where yep. you can be at home and cozy and um, relaxing and resting and recuperating during these times of the year. So that also takes folks out potentially, depending on what they're getting their surgery for. So, you know, those are all things that, you know, impact our ability to collect blood. So if you, and we've mentioned before, 63% of the population are eligible, only 3% give. So this is the time of the year. If you um, are someone who is trying to help the community, you're looking for an opportunity, you're looking for a way to get back, to give back, you're um, looking for... um, some community service hours, you know, maybe mm. you're in your um, school or with your church or with your civic organization, you're looking for a great community service project to do. You can always do a virtual blood drive. You can get a couple of friends together. Um, you can say, hey, let's um, make an impact here. And you can host a virtual blood drive, which is basically, you know, you and anybody from whether you're local or whether you're, you know, national um, can band together and say, hey, we're going to find a, a drive local to us, but we're going to count this towards our business, towards our organization and, and show our impact. And, you know, there's lots of ways that you can join us and roll up your sleeves and give back. Alexis Innes here this morning. American Red Cross Blood is our uh, focus. Uh, redcrossblood.org for more information. That's where you also can get an app. You can uh, you can get an app to follow all of this. It is a National Blood Donor Month, and we'll continue to talk about this when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Get the all-new, redesigned News Talk 1230 app and stay focused on Fredericksburg. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. It is National Blood Donor Month, so we have uh, with us this morning Alexis Innes with American Red Cross Blood Services. Boy, every time we talk about the uh, about sixty three percent eligible, three percent, and and you've said even if even if we could get that number to five yeah, percent, we'd be, be just swimming impact. in blood. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know about swimming. I know, well, I don't I, want to give them that impression. You know, I have to be respectful about the blood. You know, I don't. And it's it's not that was it was not a good. No, <laughs> we'll never say that again. <laughs> no, you're. Okay? Fine. We'll never say that. Just the thought of it, but really, just that. 
yes. if we got to five yes. percent, we 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 would have so much. You'd have so much more to work well, with. Well, and not even just the the just that percentage, but even just the diversity of the blood supply, the kinds of blood products that we have on the shelf. You know, I mentioned about hmm. the different blood types. Um, you know, we have uh, what is it? Eight blood types: A, B, O, A, B. Eight blood, yeah, positive and negative. So there are only those types, but if we are collecting equitably and everything from our community, then whatever, whoever's coming to the hospital with those needs, we should be able to meet those needs. Mm -hmm. And so um, whether that, you know, you're coming to the hospital because you've had a traumatic car accident, whether you're having a baby, whether um, you've got cancer treatment, you know, to help um, get those red blood cells, those white blood cells and everything back into the body, if we're collecting and if everybody who is eligible to give gives at least once a year, we would never have a shortage. And I think um, in National Blood Donor Month, you know, when we talk about all of these things that, you know, indirectly impact the blood supply, whether it's, you know, illness, weather, all of those things, we still have a plethora of folks that are still eligible. And so, you know, whatever we can do. And one of the nice things that uh, working with Red Cross is that we have this great um, donor incentive this month. Um, to uh, win uh, two tickets to the Super Bowl, which is going to be in Las Vegas this year. And I am so devastated. I cannot participate in that. Giveaway. I, how, I would love a trip to Vegas. How about that, though? I know to go to to go to the Super Bowl this year, and, and all you gotta do is give blood. All you gotta do is give blood, and you're automatically entered. And it's it's a great opportunity to save some lives at the very minimum, and maybe get a great prize um, at the end. You know, uh, most people, I will say, uh, donate blood because it's in them to give, because mm-hmm. it makes them feel good, because they've known somebody who's ever yeah. needed blood before. But having nice incentives as a as a nice thank you are always really great and especially um you know to help encourage folks who maybe um are a little afraid of needles or maybe haven't considered giving blood before or you know the number one reason why people don't give is nobody's ever asked them so here i am asking you come and join us come in it's see what it's it's not that big of a deal it's you're going to be more nervous coming in thinking about the the needle you're going to have more fear thinking about the needle than you're actually going to experience when you're actually in the chair. It's just a pinch. It is. It don't look. If, if it really is, it bothers you because I never liked to look at the actual collection. Yes, so yes. I never look. Yes, and I will tell you that um, some of my best phlebotomists, you will be looking away and you'll be like, are you done? And they'll be like, oh yeah, the needle's already in the arm. Yeah. And you're and you're like, what, what, what's happening? What's going on? And it, you won't even feel a thing. So, you know, at the very most, it's a pinch. At the very least, you might not feel anything at all, but certainly you're going to feel so much better at the end of your donation. I get a little flushed. My cheeks get really pink and I feel mm-hmm. energized after I give blood. I feel like, I don't know, it's something I think that's happening to my body just, you know, with the blood donation, but it does make me feel great to know that that product, that unit of blood is on its way to the hospital. And I love getting my notification afterwards, too, when I um, give. I make my appointment through the app and then I can track my blood and see which hospital it goes to. And I've, I've shared with you guys before that I'm a sickle cell donor, so my blood is a special match for a patient with sickle cell disease. I'm O positive. I am C, E, and K negative. Um, I was able to get my testing and everything by selecting my race at blood donation. So if you're African-American or if you're mixed race, you can select your race, and that will make sure that that unit gets that additional test for that Mm. sickle trait and also for those antigens to see if you might be a match for a sickle patient in the hospital. And then I I get my notification, and I see those hospitals 
hospitals. I know which hospitals because I work, you know, in the area. So I know if VCU's got a sickle cell center. I know um, they have sickle cell patients down in Lynchburg. I know um, over at UVA they've got a sickle cell center there. So when I see my blood go to those places, I know that's probably a sickle patient that's waiting for my unit of blood. And what a great feeling that yes. has got to be because that and because that whole area yes it's just in such need of 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 blood and to be able to use that so what a great story well yeah and i think that one one of the things that i love about the area that i work specifically now is a lot of my territory is very rural and you know we've talked before about you know getting uh things out to our rural communities Mm. whatever that is blood resources you know you name it it's always really challenging and so making sure that we provide great service to our rural community by making sure that those units are on the shelf when they need it um, because you know those hospital centers are so far away you know you might be making a decision if you're in the middle of a crisis if you are um, bleeding if you are mm. in a metal if you have an accident you've got to travel pretty significantly to get to just a, a center to get stabilized you know forget about any sort of specialty needs that you might have so making sure that that blood is on the shelf and available and ready to go to stabilize our patients to make sure that they can get to the right places that they need to go is so critical to our mission delivering. Well, and Alexis, so often, Alexis Innes here with American Red Cross Blood Services, so often we don't think about these things, and it's good that we don't, but when when it does happen to you or a family member, yeah. that's all you can think about is, you know, please have yes. it there please have it there. Yes, absolutely. And I think I think one of the things that I love about um, you know, my job is being a steward of that is you don't have to think about that as a as a parent, as a patient, as a mom, as a dad, as a grandparent. You know that there's somebody out there, me, you know, making sure that I am helping to ensure that if we have cancellations over here, we've got other blood areas that we're going to be collecting over there, that we're going to make sure that that blood gets to you no matter what is going on. And we try to really do a good job of forecasting ahead and preparing and predicting. And like I mentioned about Saturday, so if you have availability today, come on out today before the weather's get, you know, gets too bad or before it gets icy, or I think they're t- uh, uh, talking about tomorrow morning. So if you have availability to come out and join us definitely do so and i I think it should be cleared up by sunday Mm -hmm. monday Mm -hmm. so if you're if if saturday doesn't work you know reschedule to the next couple following days you know be vigilant and uh don't uh, allow the deferrals like they do to me um to devastate you um keep trying keep giving uh eat your iron rich foods drink lots of water um stay well and healthy and come out and donate blood with us that's interesting, though, to in, not only for this particular storm, but for other storms. If, if, if you know you can give and you see a storm coming up or you, or you see something that's coming across the country. Yes, that's right. It, maybe it's not here. It's in the plains or somewhere, the Great Lakes or the Northeast. Someone's getting a storm and knowing mm-hmm. there are going to be some needs I can give. Why don't I just give right now? That's right. When you're out getting your bread and your milk, drop off that pint of blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to make that's sure a great way to think to, about to prepare. It. That's right. So you do a little something to prepare for you. Do a little something to prepare for somebody else, and uh, we'll all be prepared together. So definitely make it part of your preparedness uh, for the winter weather by making sure you make an appointment to donate. Well, and so much is made, and people are always looking for ways to to connect as a whether it's in the whether it's in the job front or just connect with people yeah. and this is a way you can go go with someone whether like you like you say you can either do it virtually mm-hmm. or just get a group together and say at lunch 
yes. wherever, or, you know, it's tomorrow morning, let's let's go out and let's give blood together. Yes, I think that um, hopefully, you know, knocking on wood, um, I, f- I have found that a lot of our businesses are looking f- for ways for employees to engage together. Yeah. We have this virtual workforce now, and um, it can be kind of lonely. It can be kind of isolating. And this is a great way to kind of bring people in to do something together that's good for the community. And it's fun. You get cookies. You have a good time. You donate some blood. You get to commiserate a little bit about, you know, who's needed blood before or how swimming in your blood or, you know, what's going to happen. You know, uh, we always get we always joke um, at the blood drives. You know, our sponsors are like, do you really need it? 68 degrees in here. And I explained to them, yes, we like it cold. You know, we're, we we like our blood on ice, of course. Yeah. Because, we, you know, we're, we're vampires. But what, what we really appreciate is being able to um, when people donate blood, sometimes their body temperature increases and they get a little hot. So in order to combat that and to make sure that they don't lose consciousness, that they don't have a bad reaction, we like it to be a little bit cooler. As I mentioned, yeah, my cheeks get flushed. So I get a little warm when I get when I donate. Is that why? Yes, that is why. I never knew that. Yes, yes. Well, you know, of course, it's because, you know, we like our chilled, you know, blood. Yeah, But no, but it's really to help protect our donors to make sure that they have a good experience, that they don't get too hot sitting in the chair and everything when they donate blood because that that is something that happens. So, um, but yeah, you know, when we come to uh, blood drives and and we have blood drives at your place, right, if you're hosting, um, making sure that we have, you know, the temperature set at about 68 degrees and that's going to be getting a little bit tough you know especially in the winter time everybody wants to it to be 75 you know mm-hmm. and wants to be ever everybody wants to thaw out when they come in to to give blood but um and, you know making sure we have restroom access make sure we have a nice clean open space um that we can um set up our blood drive if you're interested in hosting you can it's it's a little late for january but we're always planning out into the year you're always looking mm-hmm. we're always looking we're always looking for new partnerships you can always partner with us for that um but certainly if if coming to your place doesn't work, you can always come to our place. You can always host a virtual blood drive. But I think it's a great way for people to connect together and to um, um, be able to, you know, ask a friend, ask a neighbor, ask those kids that are home from school that are hanging out, maybe huh. been sitting around the house for a couple of weeks. Maybe sitting around too much. I, hey, hey, judge, you know, <laughs> I will say that we've been trying to utilize our time very wisely. We've been playing lots of board games and been, you know, being able to reconnect has been really important. But what a great idea to bring your kids with you while you donate and have them donate with you. If they're 16 with parent permission, 17 and up, they can come and join you as well and start making it a holiday tradition, make it a New Year's tradition to come out and, and donate blood. Instead of just sitting around all day looking at your small screen, yes, let's get out and let's do something Look together. Look at your small screen while you're at the in the donor chair. Yeah. yeah. Do it yeah. in the morning, take them out to lunch. There are all kinds of ways to yes. get people to do it. But like you say, you, you, can't, you can make memories. And, and hopefully... With, especially with younger people, yeah. get them into the habit. Yes, and and that's all it really is. It's really about building that healthy habit of donating blood. You know, if um, you donate blood as often as you go to the dentist, twice a year, we would never have a blood shortage. So mm. even if you make a commitment to do it once, um, let January be your month. May, let it be that time of the year that you come out and donate. And you know what? While you're there, you have the opportunity to schedule out. I know that there, I saw on the, on the socials, there was a special promotion that might be coming up for our 
platelet donor. So if you are a special platelet donor, there might be a special promotion coming up for you soon to be able to book out your entire year, which you can do mm-hmm. um, to reserve your spot, reserve your time to donate with us, ensure that you reach your 2024 goals of 24 and 24. Um, I know that there was a lot of um, chatter as towards the end of the year. A lot of my platelet donors were very upset because they were going to miss their 24 donations. They were going to miss getting their name on the plaque. Well, I will tell you the best intentions are to set those goals early, start mm-hmm. now yeah. and plan out. And that way it'll help ensure that you have plenty of time, plenty of space to reach your blood donation goals this year. Again, it, 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 uh, if, if it's something that you're nervous about or worried about, it's, it doesn't take that long, and in, yes. in, in the, the the Red Cross people are just terrific in walking you through everything. They are. I will say that you can expect to spend at least about an hour and 15 minutes total or so. Um, the needle in the arm is only five minutes, but the total time that you're going to be there donating blood, you're going to be doing your health history, which if you have already made your appointment in the app or if you've already um, gone through the website, you can do your rapid pass before you come in. So it's and you're answering all those health history questions. Yeah. So you're getting all that stuff out of the way. So when you come in, they're going to review those health history. They're going to check your hemoglobin, your blood pressure, your pulse, your temperature, which is going to be a great health history check for you, by the way. And then uh, you go uh, donate blood, five minutes with the needle in the arm, pump, pump, pump. Then you go and rest and relax, have some juice and cookies, commiserate, meet some of your neighbors, meet some of your fellow community members, um, chat about your holidays, and then go about your, your merry way. And then you're done. And then you are going to be eligible to donate again in two months potentially for if you do a power red donation so uh depending on your blood type depending on your eligibility you might be able to drop off two pints as opposed Mm -hmm. to one same same impact as someone who donates six times a year, but you're only donating three times as opposed to six. So uh, if you are do not like needles, just have a needle one time or just have a needle three times a year and you're making the same impact as, as someone who's donating every 56 days. So and so many people are working from home now. This is a yeah. chance to, to get out and, and, and reconnect a little bit. Yes, I will say as a mom, you know, I, I'm a mom of four and uh, blood donation time is my self-care time, okay? I'm going to get my tablet. I'm going to download my book. I'm going to get my Netflix movie. And I'm going to enjoy some quiet without hearing my name or hearing mom for an hour or so. Uh, I'm going to get out of the house uh, and uh, just have some me time and enjoy my treat to myself. Enjoy giving blood. And uh, for me, it's very it's it's a great opportunity for me to take a break and uh, get get out of the get out of my home office. I don't know about you, but uh, that home office man Whew. i love her but she she needs she needs a break sometimes <laughs> and like and, and, and like and like you say there's just there's there's so much need right now there is and a you're gonna need. see you're gonna keep seeing and maybe even see heightened needs for for blood absolutely and as we you know the farmer's almanac is calling for um really bad weather for us and we're already starting to see some things that are coming through and you know i think the need for blood never takes a break it never takes a vacation so even though we are impacted on you know certain days for certain weathers that need is still there so Mm. anything that you can do to help us prepare to make sure that we stay ahead of the need and make sure that that blood is on the shelf is greatly appreciated so um we know that the weather's coming so uh 
be vigilant with us, be um, kind to us when we have these, you know, cancellations and things that come up. Just, you know, be flexible with us. Mm -hmm. Know that we're going to contact you. We're going to schedule you back out um, to another date and uh, uh, just stay vigilant and 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 make sure that we keep that blood on the shelf for our patients because that's really what it's all about. I really, you know, it's the most devastating thing to think that somebody could come to the hospital and the blood won't be there yeah. for them. I think that's that's the one thing that we're trying to avoid. And so you can help us by by participating with us. Uh, visit redcrossblood.org, download the app, plug in your zip code. If you have a sponsor code, maybe if your business is sponsoring mm-hmm. a blood drive, you'll get a sponsor code, special four, five-digit code, you can plug right in. It'll take you directly to your sign-up page, make your appointment, and come on in and join us. Lexus Innes here with American Red Cross Blood Services. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. It's 832. From the Fredericksburg Dot Today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFVA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Lexus Inn is here this morning. American Red Cross Blood Services is our focus, redcrossblood.org. I always find it interesting, Alexis, because we talk about this, that when you do go and give blood, you just find that... uh, there's always a lot of older people that have yes. just always given. They've yes. just, and there they're just seems to have been. My friends, the boomers. Yeah. Yes. And they, then all of a sudden, there was somehow, yeah. somehow people got out of the, the habit of it. And it's just, it's it's not ingrained in people. Because like, I, can, I can remember my grandparents and their friends. Yes. That was a thing. You, you gave blood because that's what you did because you're an American. That's right. And I will say that um, during the World War II, right? Yeah. Like that was a huge push and yes. a, part, a huge part of that generation um, was about, you know, if you're an American, you give blood and you give blood for our troops. And we were, you know, mm-hmm. collecting blood for our troops and sending it overseas. And so I think that, that you know, having that connection to that um it has not that it hasn't changed the blood the blood uh, this landscape has changed significantly um since what wow almost almost 100 years ago right like it's quite crazy to think yeah, about that right but you're right but i think um and i think uh the the uh, the civic responsibility mm. of blood donation and how important and what it means to our community um, has changed a lot and how we define community and how we define ourselves and how we define what it is to be American. And I will say that, um, you know, Red Cross has been working really hard to increase um, the eligibility. Uh, when I first started 16 years ago, only 30% of the population were eligible. Now, 63% of the population are eligible and has a lot to do with you know our sophisticated technology our sophisticated testing we understand Mm -hmm. yep we all bleed red but not all blood is the same you know every um, blood type has different properties every um, person has different um, antigen makeups on their red blood cells so how we use blood as medicine has changed and what how we use it to treat um, disease and how we use it to treat um, you know 
uh, patients um, has significantly changed. And I think um, being able to, that's one of the things that I love about working with my schools and working with my civic organizations. I love the partnership that they can make with um, the older and younger generation and really, you know, imparting some of these great healthy habits of things that we can do together to continue to grow as a community and um, have these opportunities to um, develop leadership and to um, develop our youth and to help them, you know, remember why we do what we do and to talk about it more and to help encourage them. And I think, uh, uh, you know, being able to bring your kids to the blood drive to demonstrate for them, being able to have your grandparents or or our folks, you know, invite you to as the youth group, you know, to help sponsor mm-hmm. the blood drive at church, you know, yep. things like that. Those co-partnerships are so vital to being able to continue this tradition of blood donation um, for our community. And so uh, if, if you have the opportunity to um, be inclusive and invite someone in, you know, people forget, you know, that that is really the key to inclusivity is is the invitation. And sometimes, you know, we get, um, you know, well, if you want to do it, you take ownership and you just go do it. Well, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know where to yeah. start. You know, I don't I have this, you know, feeling inside. I want to be of service. I want to give something, but I don't know how start by donating blood it's a simple act and you can find a blood drive easily um, on the app on the website you can also if you are interested in hosting a blood drive you can go to the website and also fill out a form there to um, host a blood drive instead so there's lots of opportunities for you to get involved and i think it's so important for the generations to be able to share um, in that and to teach each other um, how how to give and how what our new t- you know so many of my blood donor ambassadors um, will be at. Uh, registration and they'll be like, "What is this computer? Th- I don't know what all of this stuff is." You know, it's it's difficult. It's challenging. Did it with a pencil and paper. Yes, Alexis. I I know. And and just asking the questions, right? You know, what is this uh, app thing? You know, you got to uh-huh. what's a QR code? What is all of this stuff? So being able to you know um, help uh, and partner, you know, to have you know the people skills of being able to mm. talk to the folks and invite them in and creating that warm environment, uh, making those cookies and and making those baked breads, but then also incorporating the technology of, you know, uh, here's our schedule for today and here's how, here's a QR code and you can scan and here's how easily you can, we can help you make your appointment for next time. So being able to marry those two things together and share with each other is really just going to, it's, it's important and it's vital to um, the success of our blood program. Well, and and I was, I was fortunate that I had grandparents that mm. were around mm-hmm. and as, as I grew up, not everybody can be as, as fortunate. So if, if you're older and yeah. can, like you say, kind of latch on to somebody in your neighborhood or your church mm-hmm. and talk to them about some of these things and just say, hey, let's go give blood together. Yes. Because like you way. say, yeah. you can be, be, you can look at this. It, it, it's gotten so much easier mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Of, the, of the technology. Yeah. But if you've never done it, maybe yes. you don't know about it. And it does seem like, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what they do or what they're going to ask me. And right. Go along with somebody who can who can help you. And who willingly takes a needle for anything, about anything, for if you're not ill or if you mm-hmm. don't need it, you know, uh, you know, the entire procedure is kind of intimidating, you know. Um, uh, one of the toughest things with um, being diabetic is, oh, I got to do that finger stick thing all the time, you know. I mean, yes. and, and when you come to donate blood, we're going to give you a finger stick to measure your hemoglobin. So if, if folks who have to do it for their regular health are intimidated, imagine, you know. 
you know, a blood donor, right, who's just trying to do a nice thing. But certainly, you know, uh, being afraid of needles is certainly um, uh, a a, a number one reason why people say that they don't give. Um, But I definitely will encourage folks to to know that people who are in the hospital, who are very ill, who are very sick, also are afraid of needles. And they also have to receive life-saving treatment through those needles. And, and, and I will say that if they can be brave and receive that treatment, you can be brave and um, just t- just have a pinch and be able to give them that life-saving blood to help save their lives. So definitely, it definitely is a bravery thing. I encourage you. Um, nothing to be afraid of. I have over 8,000 students every year in my territory who donate blood, 16 and 17 year olds who are brave and roll up their sleeves, haven't lost one of them yet. The blood donation is not going to be the thing that's going to take you out. You don't have to be worried about that. Um, But certainly being well prepared, eating a good meal before you come and donate, certainly anything that's iron rich, um, you know, eating your iron rich foods for me, you know, I'm 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 talking to myself. So eating your spinach, eating red meats, green leafy vegetables, um, make if you take an iron supplement, drink a little bit of orange juice with it, you know, take a little metamucil with it if you have to, Mm -hmm. whatever you need to do to get that iron into your body, which you can just eat iron and it will be there, um, will help you ensure that you have a great donation experience, drink lots of water, come in well rested, and uh, you'll have a great experience. You and I, when we, when we talk about this, and, and always in the back of our minds, and it is, it, it definitely is is used a lot for if there can be, there, there can be bad accidents, there can yeah. be something on the interstate, but mm-hmm. you and I have a mutual friend who've, who they do, the uh, Caitlin Brown. That's Her right. family. Her who, birthday's coming up this month. Yeah. Happy birthday, Caitlin. Happy birthday, Caitlin. <laughs> They, they, her family does has been doing blood drives for years because right. Caitlin's the, is is an example of someone who has to go in because of her condition yes. and has to have blood transfusions and and so her family does this just out of thankfulness to the community for all yes. the blood that they've been the on the receiving end yes. for for her for, for Caitlin. One of the scariest things I think as a parent is when your child is sick, you don't know w- what's going on, you, you there's no way to prevent it and now they need um, life-saving treatment including blood donation mm-hmm. regularly um, that only comes from strangers and uh, you know as a parent I you th- it's the scariest thing when your child is sick. And especially when you are completely vulnerable and dependent on um, people knowing more and being very knowledgeable about disease and things, you have to have complete trust in that system to believe that everything that they're doing is going to be helping your child. And when you watch your child receive that blood transfusion and you see how they go from this wilted, lethargic, you know, colorless, being to suddenly they got color in their cheeks again and they're talking to you again and they're lucid and they're kind of you know coming back to life that is you know something you never forget how grateful you are to those strangers to provide that blood you know people you'll never know people you may never meet ever in your life but the kindness of a stranger simply by doing one small act of rolling up their sleeve one day because they wanted to get super bowl tickets you know it doesn't you know it doesn't the the impact on that patient's life will be is immeasurable and so you know we're here as the american red cross to help you know bridge that gap between that patient and their need and making sure that that blood is available for that need and it should 
described it as being a parent who had had a child on that on that other end. You just described it perfectly. Oh. That's exactly what it what it is, of just sitting there and actually looking and watching yeah. the color come yeah. back into into their face. Yes, and just the gratitude and you know, uh, there's. I wish that I could have a, a robust program to be able to, if people wanted to, to be able to connect donors and their patients. Because I think, mm. you know, being able to see and connect, and I think that's what the app really tries to do a good job of is, you know, we respect patient privacy, we respect donor privacy. But when you see that your pint has gone to that hospital, oh, yeah. that's what that impact is there for, you know, to remind you what you're doing, this kind, this act of service, this... Gosh, you know, um, taking the time out of your day uh, to work remotely um, or, you know, to um, come to your church on Sunday or Saturday um, to take time off, you know, during your vacation time to make sure that we have blood is is directly impacting, you know, people like Caitlin in our community who rely on um people donating blood to ensure that they can just live you know she has a very rare genetic disorder diamond black fan anemia which prevents her body from you know making red blood cells and so the only way that she can get them is with a blood transfusion mm -hmm. and so being able as you know as a as a parent you know i love her mom she's such a great um mom and she's such a great mom for her kids and you know she is the epitome of you know that mama bear love you know when oh, you yeah. when your child has a need she she pulls together her community. They always have such a fantastic. They have people coming down from Pennsylvania, you know, fa uh, extended family that come from out of state that come and donate blood to make sure that that blood is available on the shelf because she knows that feeling and she wants to make sure that no other parent has to ever experience that. And we're so grateful to um, community members like her and to patients like her and to parents who take the time to educate the community, who, you know, let people know and share, you know, openly about um, the disease and how it happens and what you can do to help impact that. And the simple act of rolling up your sleeve and giving blood is the biggest impact that you can do. Something so simple, something that costs nothing but your time um, makes such a big impact for our patients. So definitely encourage you and happy birthday, Caitlin, <laughs> this month. And I, it, it, as you said that, it, 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 uh, it, I hadn't thought about it before, but by doing this so often, all of those, all of those uh, kids and families in the, at, at Chancellor High School who, who know Caitlin yeah. and that family they learn a little bit more about this and maybe you get more people because I, I've, I've always, I'm always just, what you do, Alexis, with kids is, is so impactful. Well, thank you. I, you know, I feel like when, when I was younger, um, the first time I donated blood, I was terrified. I was, I'm, I still am still scared of needles. First I, time I did, I thought for sure I was going to pass out. Right. I like, thought, yeah. Like, I don't know what you expect. This is what happens. Well, yes. Yes. And it did. Yes. No, at all. I mean, I was, I, I was in tears. I was crying. Poor guy gave me like some little gauze to like, you know, dry my tears up. And, uh, but it, it was not nearly as terrifying as I thought it was going to be. And, you know, when I work with my students, um, reminding them, you know, they're, 
they're here just to get out of class. You know, they're in it for the cookie. Mm-hmm. They just want to, you know, uh, have the opportunity to hang out with their friends and commiserate and, you know, have a little fun. You know, gosh, gosh forbid, you know, that they have any fun while they're at school. But um, <laughs> they this uh, is also an opportunity for them to build healthy habits. It's an opportunity mm-hmm. for them to make those connections. They may or may not even know. And, you know, Caitlin, being a young person, uh, I think she's going to be, is she going to be 20 this year, 19, 20 this like year? That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's a young person and she's been, they, her parents have been doing these blood drives for her since she was at least, what, eight years old, five years old. So it's been a really long time of, you know, making that connection for folks. You may be a young person and never know anybody who's ever needed blood. Nobody ever talks about it. But as you get older, you'll start to see the impact. You'll start to know friends. You'll start to know people that have had cancer or that have donated or needed mm-hmm. donations or that have had babies or things like that. But even starting that habit as a young person, even not knowing, you know, the full extent of what it is that you're doing or why it is that you're doing it. If you build that healthy habit as you get older, it makes it so much easier when you do fall out. Maybe you have a baby. Maybe there's something that takes, maybe you get a tattoo. Maybe you travel someplace that takes it out, but you look forward to coming back and rescheduling because you know how important it is and how many people don't give and that your blood makes a big difference. And even if you're going to sign up and do it this month, just to get in line for Super Bowl tickets, that's fine too. Yes, absolutely. fine too. And I will tell you that um, Red Cross does a great job every. 56 days they got something else going on so we got something else coming in february so if you miss january because you're not eligible don't feel bad february is still going to be another huge month we're going to have lots of and and we live in virginia so we know the ice is coming it's coming it always comes in february it does so you know if you don't get if you if you don't get a chance to donate in january and you're still eligible you've got plenty of opportunity in february and keep it going you know start the tradition you know sometimes um getting staying motivated is nothing more than just putting one foot in front of the other you know you may not like it very much you may not be really into it i don't know you know that's just how you start the habit and then once you get going it just becomes this natural habit that you you just Mm -hmm. continue doing your whole life and and that's really what we are aim for is to make a lifelong habit and donate blood lexus in here we're going to take a really quick last break this is really quick and we'll uh, conclude this morning redcrossblood.org for more information we'll be right back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Lexus Innes here, American Red Cross Blood Services, what we're talking about. And again, uh, this is uh, National Blood Donor Month. And if you have never been a blood donor... Why not become a blood donor? Yeah, why not become a blood donor? If you're 16 years old, you need your parents' permission. You can get that permission form right on our website, redcrossblood.org. Go look under um, eligibility for young donors. You can download a form, print it out, bring it in with you. Maybe even get your parent to drive you up to the blood drive as well. Um, maybe you guys get some lunch afterwards or a little treat. Ooh, yeah. I love um, I love a great milkshake or something after I donate blood. Oh, uh, like nice listen. If I'm a kid and yeah. I get my nice say to my parents, I want to give blood, yeah. you know, and I'll give. Why don't you take me? I'm gonna afterwards say we're gonna go to like Texas Roadhouse or oh, something. Texas Roadhouse. Let's let's place. think big. Yes, there you go. Milkshake is fine, but I want to think big. <laughs> but Texas Roadhouse is a great place to have um, your post donation because you want to get that red, you want to get that red meat, meat to get the iron to yep. help get replenish you. Yeah. Get a nice tall tea to get that liquid back in you. Yeah, yeah. that's um, so think about and that. And some honey rolls. I mean, you oh, need those honey yeah. rolls. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. It, we're going to hear, you've, you've talked about it, that there's, we're, we're on the verge of need, really having another yes. big plea. That's going to happen. Yeah. So help get get out in front of it i wish that i had i had done it seriously as a as a kid i didn't do it until i didn't start giving blood till after my son was mm. was was diagnosed and you you yeah. described the at that moment it was like i'm going to give yeah. i'm I, i'm going to give i since can't give because of of having cancer i wish i'd been able to give yeah. years earlier so don't don't put this off. No, don't put it off. You know, I think um, our health is one of those things. And certainly as we go into 2024, I'm manifesting a lot of self-care. I'm reminding myself to take good care of myself. And part of my self-care rituals are making sure that I schedule my blood donations, you know, making sure that I eat really well and I'm prepared, drink lots of water. As a mom, it's super hard for me. Um, you know, I'm I'm trained to put everybody else's needs above yeah. mine, before mine, to take care of everybody else. And, you know, making sure that I stay healthy that I keep my health in the forefront so that I can take care of all of my people is certainly like my resolution for 2024 and um, you know I encourage if you have never donated blood before never thought about donating blood we got a great incentive to help encourage you to you know take that liquid courage and and come on in and donate blood with us but um Certainly, if you are a regular blood donor, schedule your appointments out. Make it a make it a make it a make a plan to do, to donate. Goal yourself. I mean, I can't think of what my goal. I want to try to make sure I donate at least three times this year. I, okay. We talked before. I don't know if I'm ever going to be a six time donor. I think that's an unrealistic goal for me to set for myself. But some people have that, just like you said. Some just people be- have that because of your because of uh, just your body. That's right. And some people they do not struggle with iron like I do. Mm-hmm. So if you don't struggle, make that. Your your goals do six times a year maybe you want to do power reds so you want to get your iron up to 13.3 so that you can donate uh three times and save six lives as well so whatever your blood donation goal is whatever your giving goal is uh set a goal for yourself plan it all out make your appointments redcrossblood.org download the app plug in your zip code to find the most convenient location for you to join us and come on in eat Drink lots of water. It had to be at least 110 pounds. Have to be 16, 17 years old to donate, and be in general good health. And you can come on in and, and help save some lives. And so many of us are looking for ways to give back to the community. Here's yeah. here's one of them. And like you say, we we didn't we really didn't even make it as, as big a deal as we could have or should have as far as when you're looking at resolutions. This yeah. is a great resolution. Yes, and you know what? If you don't, if you um, if by um, March, after you donate in January, you're not eligible to donate, that's okay. You're going to be eligible again the following day. You know, yeah. you get deferred. So, you know, uh, make another appointment for the end of the month. Make an appointment for the spring. Maybe make a goal to donate at least quarterly and once in every season. Whatever it is, don't give up. Be vigilant. Continue to eat your greens. Continue to hydrate. Make sure that you um, make your appointment and come in and join us redcrossblood.org redcrossblood.org and again if you donate right now you donate this month you'll be uh, in the a drawing for Super Bowl tickets, tickets. For, yeah Super Bowl in Vegas oh yeah. my gosh right I, right. I, I, yes right. please send me pictures that's, right that's all you got <laughs> that, enough said that's please, right. please give redcrossblood.org Alexis Innes thanks so much I'll see you again in March see you in March March 1st Alexis Innes with American Red Cross Blood Services thank you for listening we will uh, see you Monday
Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the host and guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.